Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit their website at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find their broadcast with guests from all across the technology spectrum, their social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. I'm your host, Dave Blackman. And your co-host, Jacqueline Sanders, hello. And welcome, everyone, to this Saturday edition of Technology Expresso. Uh, Light Expresso, we keep changing the flavors. You don't know what flavor of Technology Expresso you're going to get from week to week. But I promise you, this edition, which is a 90-minute edition, uh, is going to be very refreshing, just like our favorite drink, Expresso. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) It's going to be fast hot, and intense. As a matter of fact, we're going to flip the script here, as I mentioned earlier uh, on Facebook, where Jacqueline and I are about to be interviewed. So you are going to get an in-depth, personal look at us and what we do and how we do it and what motivates us to do it. Absolutely. And so if we're the ones being interviewed, then who's doing the interviewing? I'd like to introduce two wonderful young ladies, Sister Sharifa Muhammad and Sister Tawan Muhammad. Hello, ladies, and welcome. How are you, ma'am? We are doing excellent. We're excited to have you all. And I, I want to kind of prep our audience just a little bit. Actually, uh, Sister Tawan and I, we met through Twitter. We met through social media. That in itself is a story in the power of social media. Here we are, two people uh, going along through social media, and we found that we had like interests, like-minded. She does uh, wonderful things inspiring youth and has a program with the young people and inspiring them and through technology and social media, giving them exposure and as a result, she came across Technology Expresso and the, the radio show and the information that we blog about. And uh, through our continued interaction and contact um, and us looking forward to someday also having the young people from her organization on the show, we actually had the opportunity while we were in Indianapolis right. for the national conference she made it a point to come by the BDPA National Conference, and we got to meet face-to-face. So that that is really exciting, and it's just um, in part a testimony to the power of social media, bringing like-minded people together um, who are doing and, and trying to achieve some of the same goals, especially when it comes to uplifting, inspiring, and encouraging our young people. So that's probably the last, that, uh, that's our opening for today. And now I'm getting to turn it over to our two hosts for today, Sister Tawan, Sister Sharifa, take it away. Thank you so much, uh, ma'am, for the introduction. 
I, I have to say that when we met um, at the BDPA conference, I was definitely excited to meet you because your social media is very key to our youth and very key to individuals, period. So I have to say thank you to yourself and David as well for um, actually speaking with me and giving me a tour um, out of the actual BDPA um, conference as well. And I want to say that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that social media should be used for networking purposes. So I strive to do my best at networking. I have done so much um, as far as networking, especially networking with you. And I want to say thank you to Dawn. She is an excellent and professional um, individual who actually called me back. So we actually met up via your assistant as well. So thank you so much, Dawn. Sister Sharifa? Wow. Well, I'm just I'm honored to be on the show. Definitely looking forward to asking some questions and assisting the script and putting you all in other people's seats. <laughs> um, but also, you know, just a testimony that you gave beloved about the power of social media and how it allows like minds to connect. It is indeed so very powerful. But even more so, I'm looking forward just to learning and, and seeing how you all have impacted youth across the board. You know, as it relates to technology, because we need there's so much we need to know and understand because we see so many examples across the board of how to misuse it. So of course having like minded people such as yourself to show us how to properly establish it that we may make, I guess, progressive strides as it relates to technology, I really, really think is key. So thank you all so much for having us on your show and thank you for the opportunity to ask you all some questions. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it's important to uh, to be able to use technology in that fashion, uh, not just to network with other people with like goals and like minds, but to reach our youth and others who cannot physically be in the same presence that we are. Um, our message and your message needs to go out at a much faster rate and more capable manner than just getting people physically in our same space. So technology affords us the ability to reach across the country and across the globe to anyone who wants to get on this platform and listen to our show and engage us. We can reach them. So technology, just like in the past, it was just the television or the telephone. Now we have these other tools that allow us to reach globally and nationally to people that need to hear our message and engage our youth as well on a, in a platform that they're familiar with. We were at a national conference two years ago in Washington, D.C., and our national um, speaker was Mr. Roland Martin, one of the uh, journal hmm. broadcasters from from CNN, and one of the key things he said was engage, when engaging our new youth, we have to sometimes engage them on their terms, meet them halfway in the, on the medium that they are familiar with. So social media, Twitter, Instagram, all these platforms they're familiar with, and we are, we are there and we're able to communicate with them, and they appreciate us being there. So that's, a, that's the power of technology, and we, we, shouldn't, uh, we should take the opportunity to use it. Yes, sir. I and definitely I, agree. Yes. I'm sorry if I answered some, uh, some of the questions, but, you know. <laughs> But please, uh, as you go through, don't don't be. Uh, please continue to ask those questions, and we can expand on them some more. Sure. Uh, my first question is for both of you. Tell the listening audience about yourself 
your goals and aspirations, along with your educational background? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I actually have uh, been in IT for over 25 years. I actually went to college for computer science with a minor in math, um, and I knew uh, right out of high school, I knew computer science was what I wanted. And I know that's not hard for a lot of young people um, going into college, a lot of go into college undeclared. But to step back just a little bit, um, I my parents made sure that I participated in what was called exploratory-type programs after school and during the summers. Um, but um, it, it just so happened the very first program I went into um, was the one that was of interest to me. The ironic part was when I actually, this goes to show how old I am, 25 years ago, um, computer science was so new. Most of computers and computer science was being used in the armed services. So the, the commercial use was just in its infancy, so to speak. And with that said, a lot of colleges didn't have majors in computer science. You could take a computer class, but you couldn't major. But um, So I picked my college based on um, the two that was in my area that um, had computer science. I went ahead and pursued that, and then out of college, um, I found out that a whole world opened up to me. The interesting thing that a lot of people don't know about computers and computer science is that um, you're not pigeonholed into one industry in and of itself. Computer science, as we know in our world, is a discipline that goes across all industries. And that was the um, unique thing and the thing that has kept me so engaged in this, this area and in this, this um, discipline is throughout my years um, in computer science, I have done things from programming to training people on software to designing software to a role called business analysis, uh, project management, process improvement. And I've been able to apply those to industries such as banking, the airline industry, the lottery industry, uh, hospital information systems, um, and, and currently, I'm, I'm working in an area of pharmaceutical. So it, what, the thing is that you can marry an, an area of interest with the discipline of computer science, with the various roles within computer science, um, and there's just a plethora of options. And that's what people need to, to understand. Computer science is not just one thing. That's the, that's the beauty. But um, I'll, I'll pause there, but that just kind of gives you some context of, of my background. David? Well, coming out of high school, similarly, I had aspirations in technology, although at that time I didn't know it was called technology. That word was foreign to me at that moment. All I knew was that I wanted to do something in electronics and communications, and that's all I knew. So coming out of high school, I went into the Air Force, and I did 20 years in the Air Force and retired successfully in 2000. Initially, I was a carpenter in the Air Force um, for about five years, so I can swing a mean hammer and a mean screwdriver just as well. <laughs> so, so at, at one point, uh, you know, at one point through my career coming out of uh, carpentry, I, I felt the need to shift gears and go back to my 
my, my love of electronics and communications. And that's where I found this career field called telecommunication systems. And I went to technical school in the Air Force and, and, and stayed in that career field and that discipline all the way through till I retired. And then I used that knowledge to, uh, to obtain a, a job or a career, continuing that career in technology in the, in, in, in the business sector down here in Atlanta. And that's been uh, very rewarding to me. Um, I've used that. I've used my skill sets in the airline industry, and in the banking industry, and retail industry as well. Uh, doing various things in various levels, working with service delivery units, doing process modeling and 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 process definition, quality control, and infrastructure building. Basically, almost building the internet and building computer systems that uh, provide banking. Uh, industry, the ability to communicate uh, uh, amongst themselves. So that's been successful for me, and I'm PM uh, project management certified within several industries as well. So um, as Jacqueline said, we both have a long career in IT and telecommunication systems in some way, shape, or form, and we've been able to use that knowledge to and, and uh, to communicate out to um, our audience and to our uh, constituents and the young people as well, and to get them to embrace um, all the uh, careers in STEM education uh, with the STEM education background, STEM meaning science, technology, education, and math, and it's been expanded uh, for the arts as well, and they've thrown the A in there to create STEAM. <laughs> so uh, we, you know, on, on our radio show and in our interactions with our nonprofits, we love engaging and speaking about the importance of STEM educations of, of at the earliest level to get everyone familiar with the technologies that enable you to uh, basically uh, um, get a better uh, education and prepare yourself for employment out here in the world today. So uh, our, our backgrounds are very similar. Yes, I can um, definitely see that. Um, you have extensive background um, in both areas. Um, so that takes me to my next question, because what you just said is very key. A lot of the times our youth are embarrassed or they feel afraid to say, okay, I know computers, I know technology. But that's not an embarrassment, that's an achievement. So my next question is, how did you get involved in being a role model or mentor for the youth? Wow. Well, um I don't know. <laughs> I guess I I I I fell into it. You know, I um I had a desire to to teach and to say what I knew and how I came to know it and how I learned it and the type of education that I had to get here. So, it was almost I become a role model not because I chose to be a role model but because I had something important to say and there's someone wanting to hear it. And if they consider me a role model, then that's, that's not for my decision to make. And I, I appreciate it, but I cannot call myself a role model and, and carry myself in that way. I just have to look internally and see what's important to me and what's morally important and, and uh, 
important to me and carry myself in that way. And if that inspires individuals to become better, then I'm glad. And and I and I guess I want to piggyback off of that as well. From from my perspective, um, you know, I had a lot of good mentors and and coaches along the way. I can't take all the credit for where I am and that I made all perfect decisions. Um, but um, I, I remember my grandfather especially used to always, you know, tell us little things and and encourage us and. Even uh, he was one of the ones that said, you know, he thought math and engineering was so important, um, no matter how you uh, applied it. You need to understand math. Um, and then, you know, computer science was the offshoot of engineering. So, you know, um, I, I recognize that, that that was an influence to me. But one of the things he would often say, you know, being young, you don't want to always listen to older people. You think that they're out of touch. Um, half the time in your mind and your naive mind, but he would say, listen to me now and hear me later in that, you know, just let me talk, just let me say these things. And all those little things, the little tidbits of information he gave me are now embedded in my mind. And even uh, as old as I am now, <laughs> um, they still replay in my mind. And so I, I kind of take that same approach with young people as well, is you, you give them the information, they don't always act upon it right that very moment. And then the, the other piece I think as a role model is, um, you know, to David's point, you don't necessarily uh, put a, a, a label on and say, I'm your role model. One of the things is just being there for them and for them to see someone that looks like them, um, someone that's real down to earth and attainable when they're ready to approach you. I think that's that's so important. So. David and I, we just we just show up and we're just there. We're just being ourselves, as you know, Sister Tuan can uh, attest. And um, and and then the youth come. Let the youth come to you with the questions sometimes. Um, and, and that's that's part of being a role model. And you know, the other part is I just can't help myself because <laughs> I love what I do, and I and I love when I stand up and present to young people. I tell them I love my job. And I think that uh, there's a lot of people in the world today who can't say that about their job or their profession. But I actually love my job. I, I've, I've been in it for 25 years. I don't love every moment of it and every single aspect of it, but all in all, I, I do feel like it. And this is something for young people to, to understand. You can throw around STEM and you can throw around technology, but one thing they can relate to is if you like fixing things, if you like solving problems, if you like solving puzzles, if you like being creative and creating and, and doing things that are futuristic, then this is the industry and this is a path for you. So don't just think of it as the bits and bytes and the, the numbers as it relates to math and science. Think of it as solving problems. Where there's a problem between technology science, engineering, and math, that's how we solve the world problem. That is excellent. We have in a nation of Islam nine ministries, and you mentioned math and science and technology. We have a um, ministry called Science and Technology. As it relates to the youth, I um, talk to a lot of youth, um, forest-inspired youth. We have youth that know how to do uh, a lot of skills as far as technology, as far as math, as far as science. 
and we have youth that are individuals, and they understand that they may not follow their path that they were given, but they have unique abilities to be able to create, be able to produce, be able to use their resources. So as it relates to youth, um, my next question is, can you share some joyous moments that the both of you have had working with the youth? Oh, okay. Well, oh, let's see. One of the things is um, it's just a, a sense of pride that when we're there, and, and one of the, the big programs you know about is the, uh, it's part of the BDPA program. It's called the High School um, Computer Competition. And what it is, is BDPA has um, organizations in all the major states, and in some states we have uh, multiple um, um, chapters. And what we do um, on weekends is training up the youth for that competition. And when we get to our national conventions is when they come together and those teams are competing against each other. Um, and the, the, the biggest moment of pride, first of all, we, we call it, it's kind of the United Nations, our opening ceremony. And they get to march around the room, almost like you can envision the Olympics. But the one thing that you, you have, you have young people who are using academics and um, their mental um, and, and academic abilities, and we're celebrating them just like, uh, you know, in other areas they celebrate athletes. But you can really tell that we've made an environment where they're at home, and, you know, there's a lot of stigma about being called a nerd or a geek, but actually it's not that we, we um, want them to feel that they're at home around other nerds. We want them to feel that it's cool to be called a nerd. It's okay. Um, and, and, and that's what, you know, and we're a bunch of grown-up nerds, and we got our chest out, and we're walking around there, and we, you know, it's the, we're the ballers of the nerds, you know. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We, so it, it's like um, be proud of who you are in all aspects and, and, and feel at home. And that's what really feels good because I think when a young person is in an environment that's, that's positive and nurturing, you can see they float out, float, I said, not walk out. They float out of that building like they can do anything. So you don't have to keep giving them rhetoric about you can be whatever you want to be. By the time they leave that conference, they know they can do and be. And I, I want to give you an example. I have seen those young people, they have business cards, they have websites, they have businesses. I've seen them approach the president of our, the founder of our organization without any hesitation and speak to them about what they're planning to do. And, I mean, so that just shows me they've got the confidence and that they feel like they are on an equal playing field. So it doesn't matter what you call them. Call them success. They're, they're our next success stories. And that's, that's the beautiful thing to me. David, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yes, I had a similar experience, especially with dealing with the youth since I joined uh, the BDPA organization over two and a half years ago. Um, my first national uh, event uh, was in Washington, D.C., and it, it, it was just mind-blowing um, to see all the children from all nationalities from all over the country 
come up and present themselves and and be proud of their accomplishments. And this year, this past year at the national event in Indianapolis, we had the opportunity to interview the winners of the uh, latest high school competition, and they were from the Washington, D.C. chapter. And that really made me feel connected. I, I really appreciated the opportunity to interview them and and, and find out what drove them, how they got where they were, what obstacles they overcome, overcame to uh, to participate in this type of event, whether whether it was from their parents needling them and pushing them, uh, that that's good. Sometimes we all need that. Uh, or if it was their own aspiration after they were introduced to the environment and to the uh, to the company or the uh, organization, it didn't matter. They were there and they teamed up and they became and they were successful. So it was great to see that and and uh, and and that was. That was a really good feeling for me to interview because I felt honored to interview those type of individuals, those young people, because who knows where they will be uh, years down the road. They will be there. They are our next CEOs, uh, chief technology officers, our next leaders. So we are um, engaging and embracing and hopefully inspiring them in some way, shape, or form as they move on the road uh, to their success. So it will be interesting to see where they end up. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Um, very good questions um, being asked um, from me, from someone that are on the line listening. Um, I want to take any questions um, that may come in on the phone, on the chat room. I, I will say at this point we don't have. Um, um, I'm not sure if we have any callers at this time, but we will check in with them. But we do have a lot of people on the line listening. So first of all, from Technology Express, also uh, we we welcome you. Thank you for listening today. Uh, and the voices you hear interviewing us today are Sister Tawan and Sister Sharifa. So we are so excited. Um, and for those who are on the line, if you do have a question, press the number one, and that's how we'll know that you have a question for us. Um, and so at this time, we don't have any um, questions. But if you're on the line and would like to ask a question, just press one. Um, and also, if you want to go to technologyexpresso.com, if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a chat room. Uh, David and I are there in that chat room. And then secondly, I want to acknowledge all the great tweets that are going out. I feel like as the words are coming out my mouth uh, between uh, <laughs> Sister uh, Sharifa, thank you, um, and also um, the others from AY Family Ties, thank you for those quotes and uh, just, a, just a great show. So, so thank you, and, and again, to Sister Tawan for, for pulling this all together. Absolutely. I, I know there's a lot of people out there listening. And we, we really won't know how many listeners we have until after the show, but uh, this is a really good opportunity. I feel uh, uh, the questions that Sister Sharif uh, is asking uh, is very important, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there, so I hope they're listening and paying attention and playing this back in the future because this is some good information, and, uh, and I hope it, it, it reaches to a lot of people. Yes, sir, that is true, um, and I thank the Twitter Army because what you're seeing is part of the Twitter Army that we have in the nation, so thank you, Twitter Army. Um, the next question is, Blog Talk Radio Show, um, what were some of your challenges 
to have a blog talk radio show, and how did you overcome them? Wow. <laughs> We're still trying to overcome some of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we've we've got we have we have a lot we have a lot to say, and there's a lot of messages. So sometimes we're cha- we're challenged by the limitations of technology, and 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 we 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 try to leverage other forms of technology. For instance, Blog Talk Radio uh, is a is, that's our radio station. That's our voice platform. We're also trying to leverage video as well. So we have to use YouTube for that to come to uh, hopefully bring um, um, that aspect. Into our uh, or into our company, our ability to have face-to-face meetings and communicate on that level, as well as just radio. So um, there are limitations. So we just look at technology. Since we both have a technological background and an affinity for technology, we go out and we're looking at all the different uh, capabilities to try to uh, expand our reach and uh, expand our ability to reach different people and on different social platforms. And, and and one of the things I will say is if you step back, though, um, and look at things in context, um, where in, in what other era would you have had the opportunity to kind of create your own private radio station and tailor it to your message? So, and, and I'll have to give David credit for Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we had done webinars and, and uh, video conferences, but um, he discovered Blog Talk Radio in that platform. And Blog Talk Radio for people, it's just a form of, you, you've heard of blogging, um, and, and some people use WordPress and, and do written uh, blogs. And that's just posting. Um, usually you specialize in a particular topic, and you have followers who follow you on that blog. Blog Talk Radio is a uh, using audio and the radio platform, people can call in to live shows, interact with you or chat with you. And the beautiful part about Blog Talk is having the archive. Your your message or your story or your episode is out there. Um, and, for example, we've got, um, I think we're hitting about 120 episodes at this point. Um, and we have a range of guests. And that was one of the things, it, it was like inviting people um, to be our our guest bloggers, and one of the things that I found was you. you first of all, um, I, I looked around just around our immediate uh, contacts and started inviting people, um, and people started to get very comfortable. I think everyone initially feels a little bit nervous, um, but then they find out it's just like having a a conversation. And um, and so people get to talk about themselves, talk about uh, things that they've created, initiatives, and programs. So it made it very easy for our guests. And that has allowed us to just reach out. And, and then what I did is using that in conjunction with things like Twitter, um, reaching out to people, if they had a good story out there on Twitter, I invited them or we invited them to be on the show. And we've had, you know, phenomenal success and reaction. When we reach out to people, they respond. Um, people want to tell their stories. They want to share their success. Um, and, and, and I want to invite those who are listening, if this is maybe might be your first episode, do go through the archives because there are messages um, 
from entrepreneurs. Um, we, we've done a series on men in IT, women in IT. We've had the uh, winners of the uh, various competitions through BDPA on the show. And we've also had um, uh, professors uh, at the different colleges uh, that have been on the show. Juan Gilbert, for example, and uh, he teaches at Clemson, which has the most PhDs in computer science. Uh, minority uh, at Clemson, and uh, he leads up that department. So that was a wonderful conversation. We've had uh, people who have appeared on shows like Shark Tank. Um, that That's a, a great episode to listen to about someone who created an app and then was on, on Shark Tank. And then we've also had one of the uh, winners from the show Apprentice, uh, which is um, – and. I'm going blank, but um, all of those are in the archives. So, you, but the, the the most interesting thing is that what you'll find is even all these names that whether I'm dropping or their accomplishment, these are just very real people uh, with often very humble stories. And I think that's more important than just throwing out titles and degrees and that type of thing. It's just understanding. No matter where you come from, um, you know, you can achieve unbelievable things. Um, and, and these are just, if you're looking for that mentor or that inspiration, that's really what our archive represents. So in that, in that regard, I will say um, the Blog Talk Radio, it has been very successful for what it offers and what it can do. Um, but as David mentioned, we also always are looking for what's next and pushing the envelope. Um, but um, it, it has been a, a great opportunity, like I said, to um, to have 120 shows in the last two and a half years um, and the type, the quality of the guests we have. I think if, if anything, is, in my opinion, is our biggest challenge is just not having enough hours in the day. Yeah. If I could have an extra 24 hours, <laughs> uh, you know, to be a show every night, on every topic and, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, who knows what the future uh, what, what the future holds for us. But that's probably the, our biggest limitation, just not enough time in the day. Well, I would say the same thing. I feel like that for Inspired You. We titled the show um, Social Media Connecting Communities. And connecting the community is what we're doing right now. So I want everyone to know that, uh, we are connecting communities through social media, using social media for the right purpose, um, the right aspect, and be able to connect with other people that you may not know, uh, but you may meet on social media, but you have to be very careful in regards to who you meet, your conversation, and make sure that you keep your conversation clean um, and healthy for the next person to actually read your tweet. I was talking to Brother Jesse, um, and he uh, works with Twitter as well. He's our chief Twitter. And he told me that social media, as far as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything that, anything that you put on social media cannot be erased. It can be deleted, but it cannot be erased. Um, so I want to make sure that we are doing what is proper and the necessary networking. So I thank you all again for having us on your show as well. Absolutely, our pleasure. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Uh, my next question is, before I bring Sister Sharifa on, what gives you your greatest joy in helping our youth? Ladies first. <laughs> oh, the, the the greatest joy. Um, I, I I just love, you know, a lot of times I, I, I meet young people and I see the younger version of myself. Um, and I, I see um, all the possibilities before them. And I think that they are in a, you know, they have an awesome opportunity. And when that really clicks for them, um, and, and they, they find out, because I want to say that I think that like never before, um, young people have the opportunity to be entrepreneurs right out the gate um, with a little bit of, you know, um, ingenuity and the right support system and the right discipline. Um, they can be entrepreneurs. They can start working for themselves, um, start establishing business, and people will be working for them. So it's not, and I think the beautiful thing about having an entrepreneur mindset, whether it is, and, and one of the things I will say, I think you can take an entrepreneurial mindset and even apply it to the corporate world. So I don't judge one way or another whether you want to work in the corporate world, because there's sometimes advantage not having to be the person who holds all the, the responsibility. Sometimes you just want to engage and be part of a team that's fine too, and that that corporate America can offer you that. But what sometimes people feel, um, and, and this is sometimes in the minority community, is that you have to go through such hurdles to be accepted. Um, and so, if you don't want to play by someone else's game or rules, then you get to make up your rules when you're an entrepreneur. But I dare say, entrepreneurs work. Harder, longer, <laughs> um, get less sleep. It, it, it's a discipline. So be honest with yourself whether you you can you know you can um, you want to take that on. But at that um, with that opportunity, and like I said, with technology, there's so many opportunities and so many on ramps and so many even opportunities to make some mistakes by just dabbling in different things. That technology the Internet, the World Wide Web have to offer, um, kind of doing that exploring. Well, you know, just like we said with uh, maybe you want, you think you want to go into communications and provide messages and you want to start up a blog talk radio station. You can do that um, because those type of platforms are available nowadays and then you can say to yourself, where can I take this um, and, and how can I make sure that I can – do it in a profitable way that may even create jobs in the world today for others like myself. And that's, that's the beauty of um, technology. But I just, back to your question specifically, I just love seeing that, that, that spark in young people's eyes when they start to make that connection. And sometimes, like I said as a mentor, sometimes you plant that seed now and you don't see it today. And I think that's something key to mentors. You don't necessarily get an immediate return on your investment, but make that um, make that deposit, and then it has been a year or two or three, and David and I have gotten thank you notes or emails, you know, long after maybe we thought they've forgotten and have stopped thinking about us. And that's always um, a very rewarding feeling. And now I've come to the point that I now understand 
that it may be years and, and maybe multiple years, but if nothing else, I can instill in people, um, you know, that I'd like to instill in them to play it forward. I'm not looking for anything in return, but make sure you, whatever you get out of it um, and benefit, make sure you continue to pass it on. And I, I have one person that I mentored, and she did not go into technology. She went into a whole different area, but she still considers me her mentor and felt like she got life lessons that she could apply anywhere. And I think that's also a, a beautiful thing as well. But, I'll, I'll, David, how would you answer that? Well, I, too, like to see that glisten and that gleam in our youth's eyes. And I'm, I remember myself as a teenager and, and, and as a pre-teenager, the last thing, whatever was out there, whatever type of message out there that I needed to hear, the last person I wanted to hear it from was my parents. And I so, so I know that a lot of messages, whether they're inspirational or or technical or ed, or education based, it's just a repeat message that they're hearing from their parents, or they should be, or they should be hearing from their parents. As many of the youth I engage, I think yes, my my dad said the same thing, my mom said the same thing, and my uncle said the same thing. So it's good to be that extended family and 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 repeat those same positive messages to, to our youth so they'll know, wow, I guess my mom did me uh, uh, know a little something when she said that. Or I guess uh, there may be some truth to what uh, my dad said. So you, 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 can't, hang, you can't hang on it. You just, you just have to wait for them to get it sometimes. And they're, our children, they're basically recorders. They're little recording machines. They're so young and, and energetic. They have all this energy, and, and they're just looking for a way to express it and release that energy. So it's our job to provide our young people as no, in, in, enough positive outlets for that energy and provide them enough positive and informative energy and, and messages for them to make the right decisions. So if they have enough of the, the the right messages and enough of the right information, then they can make better choices. So, I you know I can't wait for a return from a lot of our uh, a lot of our youth. I just say what I need to say and and keep it moving and hope they get it. And if they do, then then I'll uh, capitalize on that. But it's it's almost psychology as well. You, you know you have to engage them on their terms sometimes for them to to really want to hear what you're saying, you know it's, impo you know it's important for them to hear it, but they don't, they don't consider it important, or they just don't care. They're, they're fighting it. So you've got you to read something that's going uh, to excite them. You know, if it's, a, if it's a gaming platform, which is technology in itself, whether it's uh, PlayStation, Xbox, or anything of that, you, you know, if you're engaging them and communicating them, to them about a video game and transition that into the technology, then they stay they they stay engaged. So it's important to just meet them on their terms at times. You know, they're coming halfway because uh, you know, first of all, they wouldn't be there in that same space that you are if 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 someone didn't put them there. So someone has done some work to put them in front of you. So I'm willing to go the extra length to meet them on their level and communicate on their level so not to sound too 
adult almost, you know, to just to get them inspired and intrigued and uh, uh, willing to communicate what their roadblocks are, what their issues are, and, and, and engage and let them know that other people care about their, um, uh, 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 you know, their life. And, and, and them moving up the ladder and, and, and them feeling accepted. Other people out there are, are care. So um, lots of times I, you can't just wait for um, a response or something that's going to give you a certain feeling because you're in, we're in this for them. Not, uh, I'm, I'm in it more for them than for me. So, uh, you know, I just like seeing that glitter in their eye, and I, I give them what I – feel they need and get some feedback and then I move on. But uh, I just like engaging them and uh, giving them what they need. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, what I like about Inspired Youth, we have a conference called Team of Youth from all over the state. Um, everyone actually has different individuals that they actually want to interview. So I have some of the Inspired Youth online right now listening. And they're actually tweeting as well. So far as the conference calling teams, that's what Inspire Youth is. I help them to participate in other things that they're not normally used to doing. They interview adults. And I heard you mention earlier, sometimes our youth don't like to engage with our adults, but I engage with the youth because I've learned from them so much, and they keep me energized. Um, so thank you so much for saying that. And Sister Sharifa, um, you're up next, ma'am. Oh, well, thank you, beloved. I mean, the way the conversation is going, you can feel the love going across those radio waves that Blog, uh, blog Talk Radio has, or in particular, uh, tech, look, I'm trying to get it right. I get tongue-tied at, at times, Technology <laughs> Expresso or Tex-X Cafe, I prefer to say it that way, that you all have for the youth and what you're doing with them, which is so phenomenal. And earlier you mentioned of how having the right information helps you know young people, and of course any of us, to make better choices. So, you know, based off of that, one of the questions I did want to ask you all is, you know, since technology is something that's constantly advancing, because earlier, uh, Sister Jacqueline, you mentioned about how, you know, 25 years ago when you first got into it, it wasn't something that you could easily find, especially in school. But now you look up in a year, you have a new model for iPhone or a new model for this. So the technology is changing so rapidly today, whereas compared to a few years ago, you know, some people think, oh, man, VHS or cassette tape, what's that? Like, man, that, we just played that in the 1990s. <laughs> but now it's like that's non-existent to people. It's like the young people, to them, it's like, okay, that's kind of archaic, that's kind of cavish. So with the advancing and rapid rate of technology, what are some suggestions that you all have on how we can keep up? So I've, I've been going first. Would you like to? So uh, I'll, one of the ways is, of course, we do have the Internet at our disposal. And um, in, in some cases, it can be inter information overload. So that's what, and, and I know that you all um, probably um, say this a lot to young people, you've got to be careful with discernment. And, you know, there's even the, the nerd jokes about uh, that, don't you know some people really believe everything that they read and see on the internet, and that's not necessarily the the case um so make sure that you're using you know good sources now one of the things is and you've heard David and I both talk about b d p a b d p a is a professional organization, and b d p a stands for 
Black Data Processors Association. Um, it's an organization that was started 40 years ago. We're about to celebrate our 40th anniversary, um, and it was started by uh, Earl Pace, Jr. And uh, so imagine, like I said, 40 years ago, um, IT, information technology, it was in its infancy. Um, so back then, he had the forethought about, it's not just about getting your foot in the door, you know, um, and, and one of his mantra is from the classroom to the boardroom. And he wanted to see as many minorities um, getting in the, the, the boardrooms and sitting at the tables and making some of the, the decisions. And so that is just one of actually several professional organizations I belong to. I belong to one that uh, is directly related to the area of discipline I'm in, which is for business analysts. And that area, and business analysts, that role, what we do is help design the software. So I belong to an organization um, called the International Institute of Business Analysts. And then a third group that I'm also affiliated is um, one called PMI, Project Management Institute. And these various organizations, one of the things about um, belonging to professional organizations is you get to, again, network with people in your area or your discipline, um, and, and your conversation is around what's the latest and the greatest. Uh, what's new, what's coming, what works, what doesn't work, what are best practices. Um, so staying engaged with your professional network. A lot of these um, professional organizations also have certifications, and that's just a way for you in a particular discipline, and it's, it's a credential that you use on top of your degree to show that I'm staying current. And I, and I say all that, especially if this is your profession and, and you're pursuing and you're creating yourself as a brand, something that we talk about in, uh, and when we're um, coaching young professionals, is that you are a brand. Um, and you've got to watch your brand. So I tell them you're me incorporated. You, you know, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Incorporated. David is David Blackman Incorporated. Um, and, and, and together, combined, we have Technology Expresso. But what I mean by that is when I talk about a brand, you have an image. And so when you're out there, and this goes back to something um, you mentioned earlier, when you're out there on social media and you're posting things, that impacts your professional image. So that's why you always want to filter what you're posting, what you're saying, um, who you're even associated and affiliated with because you have a brand to protect. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things. I established myself. I associated myself with these professional organizations. Um, I, uh, the, the, the things that I comment on and blog on um, all are to show my knowledge in my continued interest in a, my profession. And that's how I keep and stay current. People have to realize that things like technology, especially as fast as it moves, is very similar to things like medicine, um, especially me the, the medical field. 
You want your doctor to be up on the latest and greatest. You want him going to conventions and affiliated with professional groups. And you want him to make sure he's uh, got his latest certifications and he's renewed them. This industry isn't like the type of industry where you learn how to put a, you know, a widget, you know, um, on an assembly line and you never have to um, change that skill set. This is a fast-moving type industry and a fast-moving type skill set, so you have to stay up on the latest and greatest. And so that, that networking, that contact is so important. It's not an option. It's not a nice-to-have. It is required for you to stay competitive, for you to, um, um, for you to stay up and to be, keep your skills marketable. Um, and then lastly, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to David. One of the things is that by staying current, and that's through different asso professional associations, which you can be a part of in your local area or either virtually online, you can look up any of the associations I've just mentioned, um, but by staying affiliated with those, those will feed you the information that you need to stay on top of. And you can have a recession-proof career. You don't have to worry about um, your skills ever going out of style. And whether, again, I'm going to say, whether you're in corporate America or whether you're an entrepreneur, that's something that you're going to have to do. Invest in your career. Invest in your profession, professional development. Make sure that it's continuous improvement. So that, that's what I will say. David? And I, I could expand on that as well. And, 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 and looking at that, you think back to maybe the Industrial Revolution where, where the, the uh, mechanicalized uh, world was just taking shape. And uh, say, in the, even in the 60s and the 70s, you, you had a lot of people becoming plumbers, uh, welders, uh, uh, drafters, uh, carpenters, and builders, we, where, where they were building, doing a lot of building. Well, you know, if you stay as a carpenter, and you, you, you want to continue as a carpenter, that's, that's fine. Uh, we'll always need carpenters. We'll always need plumbers and welders. But every now and then you have individuals in those fields that want more. So where do you go? Where, where do you go when you want more? Uh, so, so now you, we have the ability, we have the computerized uh, and technology at our hands where we can reach out across the country and across the globe to other individuals in this same field, in, in, in the same discipline, and ask those type of questions. What's next? What's, what, what's my career progression look like? What do I do with this knowledge that I have? Everyone isn't ready to just scrap their profession and go try something else. How do I build on what I know as a carpenter, as a welder, as a, as, as a doctor, or or to in today bringing it up to date in tech, to tech in the technology arena as a as as a developer or as a engineer what's next for me I'm hungry I I want something else what's next for me uh, you know technology and nonprofit groups provide you a forum to ask those type of questions and get a a, a reasonable answer and 
and, and a path to help you find out what's next and what your career path. What do I need to know to increase my net worth? Because what we're making today will mean less tomorrow. We all, you always have to increase your net worth. Your skill sets will be more valuable tomorrow. So the next position you have is, is going to pay you more based on your combined knowledge. But you have to keep moving up the ladder, increasing your net worth to, to uh, provide for your family as your family grows, as your family needs grow. You have to stay uh, concurrent in, in, in something, in your specialty, in technology, in your profession, in your knowledge. You have to always be looking for the next thing if you want to continue to grow as an individual and, and as a family. It's, you know, so, so in order to stay on technology and stay up with technology, as Jacqueline mentioned, those groups are important. A lot of us in technology are on a platform called LinkedIn, and there are groups on LinkedIn in our particular career field. I'm in a project manager as well, and I engage in other project management groups on that LinkedIn platform or just on the Internet. There's our PMI. We have a PMI, a project management institute that Jacqueline mentioned as well. I, I'm a part of that as well. And it, we're constantly engaging other individuals of the same skill sets, and we provide, we feed each other all the information to, to move forward, to let us know what's next in our discipline, to stay current on certain certifications. It's the same with, uh, with some of the older technologies. As I, as I go back to the older technologies, such as welders and plumbers, and, and, and drafters, they have their conventions as well. And they're looking at the next best things of how to weld, the different type of welding techniques and their certifications. So whether it's, a, whether it's a career path or just basic knowledge of something that you have, you always have to, uh, you, you should want to learn more. And if you don't want to learn more, if someone else wants to learn more, well, enable them. Tell them what they need to know. And I, we used to say in the military, either leave, follow, or get out the way. You don't want to hold anyone back, okay? And, you know, as they go forth, there may be a path for you as well. So, you know, there's room for everyone in this world to do everything. So, uh, you know, in one strain, you don't want anyone holding you back. So don't hold anyone else back as they climb up the ladder or if they have a larger aspiration to, uh, uh, for themselves than, say, you do, well, uh, get out of their way. Let them go on their path. Enable them and, 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 and celebrate their successes So because someone out there is celebrating your success. So um, get, get into some of these groups that Jacqueline mentioned um, out on the Internet there are uh, there are plenty of groups out there that uh, that are full of people like you that have interests like you. So, lots of times they'll ask for your email address. Well, that's so they can communicate with you, so they can provide you literature about what's going on in the field of study or your field of a uh, uh, of interest. So you just got to get out here on the internet and in in your uh, networking groups, personal groups. Uh, it doesn't have to be on a, com in, on a computer. It could be just your local social uh, groups. Tell them, what you're, tell them who you are, what's your, what's your elevator speech, who you are, what you're doing. You're inspiring someone. 
you know, someone is giving you their elevator speech, who they are, what they're doing, uh, they may inspire you. So don't be afraid to celebrate who you are and what you know. So uh, networking on the computer or networking in person is equally as important. And and, and let me um, just um, say so one add one more piece to that. And um, I think this is probably the, the most obvious that neither David or I mentioned, but that kind of goes to the heart of what Technology Expresso was created for, too. What we found was there's a lot of information out there and so we made this, this, the whole, our whole topic STEM um, so that people could come to a station and hear about um, those areas around STEM and innovation and entrepreneur and, and also get inspiration. One of our main mantras on Technology Expresso is listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Um, so and so, I want to you know modest you know humbly say visit our archives because that too you'll see we're talking to the people who are in the industry who are thought leaders who are often talking about what's next what's coming um, who are at the top of their careers you know our peers and people that we even look up to um, for you know the latest and greatest information. One of the fun things about doing the radio show, we often come away learning from them. Even people we think we know, when we get them and start asking them questions, we learn from them. So I dare say that the, our radio show and our station is built to help keep feeding people that new information about technology, where it's going. And then the other thing that, you know, um, as we're just kind of naming things, is um, I can't emphasize enough LinkedIn. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N. I think I spelled it right. LinkedIn. L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N. Dot com. And if you're not familiar with it, while we're here having this conversation, just Google it. Go to it. It is definitely the professional equivalent of what a lot of people know Facebook where Facebook is social, LinkedIn is for you to post your professional resume and credentials to connect with people you've worked with in the past or present or even those that you want to connect with in the future in an industry. Everyone on LinkedIn is doing it for the purposes uh, of their, the, their profession, so everyone is there for the same reason. So you're not going to find that social aspect of it. I bring that up because a lot of people think, well, you have to be well into your, your career or you have to have a lot of things to post as far as your achievements to be on LinkedIn. We encourage young people even to be a part of LinkedIn. Start establishing, even if it's just their educational credentials, start with that, um, their extracurricular, their interests. That's a great place for you to get what I would consider very reliable, credible information. You want to get connected. Technology Expresso has a group on LinkedIn, and you can go there, and that's where you'll see us uh, reposting comments, having conversations, and dialogue in that kind of LinkedIn sphere, which keeps it very professional. And um, I would say you're never too young 
to start to get connected and to get LinkedIn, literally. I mean, I think that's the appropriate name for the, the website. It's been around for quite a while, very credible website. So um, that, that was the last two things that, that came to mind as David was talking. Okay, wow. Yeah, that definitely, um, I think any and everyone who is listening to this show could find somewhere to fit in what you all just shared about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, and tied into you all answering this question, I wanted to add into that um, in terms of you mentioned, you know, we have to be careful about discernment and that you are your brand. And since we are our brand and each and every one of us needs to really, really understand that, what are some things specifically you would admonish young professionals in particular, but just anyone in general, you know, to avoid when we are engaging um, using the modern technology? I've been going first. You you want to go? Well, um, that that's the that I, I'll, I'll say that's kind of a tough one because with technology, sometimes you just have to get out there and getting engaged in it. Um, I guess you know from a from a moral perspective, you know you can look at some of your, your basic your basic lessons and your basic moral uh, con- convictions. Um, you know, technology is is there for everyone. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of things out there that you don't want to see as well. So you just try not to engage in that area. But a lot of technology is riddled. Uh, some is, is there's a lot of say viruses and 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 uh, and technologies that that want that try to um, in, in, inhibit. Uh, your ability to use technology, so you you kind of have to be careful in what you pick and choose to get into as far as the technologies are concerned. Um, and I know you hear hear this a lot, but you know when when uh, and this may be a little off topic. When if you're getting an email from someone that you don't know, well, and there's an attachment to it, don't click on the attachment. Just delete it. If it, if it was important, then it'll come back to you. If it was someone that you know, then then later on they'll let you know that they sent you something and that it should be safe to open or or something to that effect. So technology can be tricky. Uh, you know, I've got a virus on my machine right now that I still can't shake. So uh, technology can be tricky, but you, you you can't be too afraid of it. Um, you just have to be a little more careful and um, and be, before you engage in in a certain area of technology. Check with your network of friends or your your uh, your technical network of associates and your network, and and mention this uh, technology or this patch or or this capability that's out there, and if they know anything about it, and you know, so so that way you can get build up a little bit of a comfort level um, as, uh, on that technology or on that service before you're the guinea pig go out there and tr- trying it out and, 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 and telling everyone the bad lesson or bad experience you had with it. So you check it, check it with, your, uh, with your network of fresh, uh, friends and your associates and see if anyone else has had any experience on it. You can also Google. Google has been very friendly. So uh, you can Google certain technologies or, or you can Google just about anything and get more information about it. So um, uh, I'm not sure if I answered your question specifically. So 
Well, and, and I want to um, actually add to, to what you said because I think underlying there's two things, um, and you mentioned about the email with the attachment. People have understood if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So it, whether it's an email, whether it's an offer, whether it's a website, whether someone's approaching you, um, you know, even on, on Twitter, that that that's the first thing, and and probably. Just uh, you know, be a little bit even more cautious because on the internet, people can it's a lot easier to misrepresent. So the first thing is, if it's too good to be true, just that should be your rule of thumb. And then exactly what David said: if you get something, if you get an offer, and you think this is the thing you've just been looking for, and 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 someone is speaking right to you, and and they they want you to to act fast or um, react or whatever the case may be. Then get a second or third opinion before you act. Now that that's that's kind of on the inbound side. On the outbound side, what I would say is just assume everything that you are typing in that computer is being blasted out to the public. Just assume that if you live and and. Um, conduct yourself in that way, what it will do is it will cause you to filter and think twice. Yes, it may be an email that is addressed to one person that you trust and know you, you can have in your strictest confidence, but when you hit that enter button, it's going through, you know, um, public lines. It's going into an email repository or it's being, you know, whether it's being posted on a website, even though you use the private button or the you know, direct message button. And I just say that, and I, I don't like people to be paranoid about um, the Internet. I think that's the other extreme because you're going to have to give, the, you know, you have to use it. You have to use the web. You have to use the Internet. You have to use social media. And I know there may be some people that, that don't agree, but I think that if you um, – get to the point where you're not using it, you're going to be left behind in this age of information. So you have to come to terms with using it in a positive way. It's a tool like everything else, whether it's, you know, a car or whether it's a cell phone. Anything can be used for good. Anything can be used for bad. You are the operator, so you decide. On every social media platform, under settings, there are options you can set to filter out profanity as you don't want that type of information in your space. Um, or you can make things private. Or you can block people. Um, or you can put them on mute. So I think that social media really has been really good about offering you um, options about what you want to filter. Twitter, which I, I love dearly, it has the list function. You can put people in a list, and those um, can be the ones separate from your the your usual feed with all of your followers, and that list could be for a special area of interest. And you can go to Tech, uh, XO Cafe, and you can see the list that I created. I have a BDPA list. Um, I have a social media list, and I put... Uh, I have a list of past speakers. So when I just want to go through and read things from people that have been past speakers on my show, 
I can go to that list, and that lets me filter out a lot of the other, what I sometimes call just social noise that's going on, the chatter, um, and lets me focus in on those topics from people that are kind of in my trusted list. So learn some of the functions and features within social media, and you can create a positive space for yourself. Um, the, you know, the other thing that I would, would say, I think, along the lines of your question, I think it's important. You have to be careful. Even though it's just social chatter, um, some of that noise, it's a distraction where you could be doing something more productive. So even though you say, I'm not engaged, I don't believe in it, it's not influencing me, I can, you know, I can read it, but it doesn't hurt me. I understand what you're saying, especially to young people, but what I say to you is ask yourself, could I be doing something more constructive with myself that's more constructive for my brand, more constructive for my goals, more constructive for my future? So use your time constructive because I think that um, even as uh, no matter what age, uh, social media can consume you and then you end up finding that you wasted time uh, because you just got, you followed one story to the next to the next. I'm saying this because I'm speaking from experience. So next thing you know, hours have passed and there's something that could have productive, could have been done. So you manage your time as well. I, I think that that's also important. So all of, all of that together, I think, is part of, you know, responsible use of what's available uh, and positive use of what's available. So I, I hope that that helps and speaks to the, to our listeners. I believe it did. And you all, you all answered that question so beautifully and covered it on so many bases. So, yes, absolutely, absolutely. My, my last question to you all would be, and you kind of touched on it a little bit in your response to this one, relates to whether a young professional or not, but just those in particular who don't see the value in modern technology. What are some ways we can go about to try to show people the importance and the necessity of, you know, of, of being a part or taking part in this modern tech age that we're in? Well, I'll, I'll say this. That there are many ways to get in, engaged with individuals, but, you know, you know, it's hard to drag people into technology or into areas that they uh, uh, that they initially don't want to be a part of. And and just like anything else, you can't save everybody, and you can't bring everyone along. And uh, one of the things I had mentioned earlier, uh, an, an old line that we said in the military, that you either lead, follow, or get out the way. So if if you as an individual don't want to em embrace uh, certain technology or certain areas, then allow those that want to the opportunity to do so. And, uh, and, and at some point, they'll see the value of allowing that passage or enabling that passage of those individuals or however you can enable or help someone to grow in an area that you don't have an interest in. Uh, Allow them that growth. Uh, don't stifle their education or their abilities or, or their desires. And that that that's, that goes across all walks of life. Uh, that's 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 not just a technology uh, uh, statement. But um, um, it's important to allow allow 
if you didn't grow up with a computer, so that doesn't mean, well, I didn't grow up with a computer, so my children don't need a computer. Well, the world is changing, and to to stay in touch with the world and to uh, and, and to uh, to enable our young people, the next generation, to take advantage of the opportunities that are here today and the opportunities that are here tomorrow. They are going to need the tools of today and the tools of tomorrow to do that. Okay, so you didn't have a so you didn't have a hammer when you were a carpenter. But now they've got these great looking hammers. Well, so you don't say, well, you don't need a hammer. You you you'll be fine with the hammer that I had. <laughs> you know, which was basically a rock. You know, which was a rock with a a a, a tree. You know, you know. A, Thrown together with leather. Here, use that. You should be good with it. No, you need something to, to be able to hit the nails of the day, to, to, hit, to hit the subjects of today. So allow our youth the ability to, uh, to enable and engage using the tools of today and the tools of tomorrow. And at the end of the day, as you're sitting on that rocking chair that's held together by the tool made with the tools of today, you'll say, hey, this, this chair is pretty sturdy. Well, yeah, I, I used the new hammer that I brought and those new types of nails and connectors and screws to hold it together. Here, wiggle around. It's not moving, is it? Yeah, that's the technology of today and the technology of tomorrow. So allow the, our individuals to use those technologies Technologies of today and tomorrow, and and as I mentioned, you can't drag them. Just let them. If they want to be apprehensive and resistant, let them. They'll see it in their own time. As long as they're not in your way, just keep it moving. And and and, and so I'm I'm going to add to that as well. I mean, I, I totally agree. And a lot of fear is just because you don't understand, and you you cannot let fear be your decision maker. Um, so you learn how to, we, we have a, a saying in BDPA is sometimes you have to lean into your discomfort. And so, you know, every generation looks at the, the next generation. And, um, I remember my mom talking, um, about in her generation, they were the first, um, family on the street to get a television and her grandmother lived with them. And the old line, of course, was, you know, that TV is the work of the devil. You know, it's going to be the end of this generation. You know, and somehow we've all survived the television. <laughs> you know, we didn't be, all become zombies. You know how to turn it on and off and what channels to turn to and so on and so you forth. You can turn it off? Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> um, uh, so the conversation for another time. Anyway, but that just that point is learn how to use that tool for good. And so to parents who this, this new generation keeps talking about the social media and this instant this and this Twitter that, you know, it, one of, you have one or two options. My thing is, is get them to a group that is, that is like-minded and holds your values that will help nurture them into that area of interest and use it for the best, um, for, for that, for the best um, and positive uses and or go take a class with them. Go and sit and take a class. BDPA offer class either way. We have Saturday programs. The parents can either drop them off and trust them with us, or you can come and sit in and take a class or two. Because I dare say that, um, and, and this is something that I think is, is also important, I can't tell you the number of stories of successful um, 
people that we've had on our show that 20, 30 years ago, whether their fathers, uh, the, the one funny story, his father was a farmer. And he would have been perfectly fine for all of his boys to also be farmers because that's what he did. However, he, somehow he heard about this thing called a computer and he bought one for the house. He didn't know what it was and never knew how to use it, but he had heard about it and he just thought the house needed one. So he got a computer. His son is now, these are now young men who have PhDs and have their own companies and who are thought leaders and people who we have on the show because their parents, even though it wasn't a tool of their generation, just had enough, you know, just, just consciousness to say that this thing is going to be around and that this might give my, my, my son or daughter that edge that they need. And um, now, the parents, like I said, understand what the controls are, take an introductory class. They have websites, and as David said, you can Google parent parental controls. You can control this thing. It, can, it won't take over your house. You are still in control of it, any more than if you give your kids uh, the opportunity to learn to drive a car, whether it's giving them the proper lessons ahead of time, you driving along with them on their first couple of rides until you feel comfortable and you just drilling into them, you better not. <laughs> you use it this way and only this way. Um, all of those things, you still are in control as, as parents and leaders and so on and so forth. But I dare say there's, you can't fight technology. It's already here in every shape, form, from you wear it, <laughs> it's in your hospitals, it's in your banks, it's it's um, it's in the television. I dare say I watch whether it's television or look at billboards anymore. What do you see? Website, Twitter handles. So it's right in front of your face, um, and it's not going away. Um, but it, it as much as you know, you can get paranoid about it. There's way too much good that's coming out over the internet and over this computer, such as the relationship that we. And the connection we made, by that I mean Sister Sharifa and Sister Tawan, we made in order to have this conversation today. So those people who are fighting or ignoring technology, they missed out on this opportunity when there's so much good that can come out of it. So uh, that, that's where I'll, I'll end there. Well, thank you all so much because those answers, like I said, they were very in-depth. They definitely carry over into just about any I guess any train of thought could have followed that. So with that being said, Tawan, I would definitely like to hand it back over to you, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Um, Jacqueline, when you were talking earlier about branding, we have an Inspire You who sent you a card on um, Twitter. Do you see it? Her name is Anissa Thomas. I do see Anissa. Oh, oh my goodness. This is so cute. <laughs> Thank you so much. She's branding herself right now um, in regards to greeting cards. So she has her own greeting cards that she actually does personalized cards. And you can reach her on her Twitter. It's A Muhammad, A M U H A M M A D, 1031 at gmail.com. That's her email address to put in a request. Or you can reach her on Twitter, Muhammad Anissa. 
M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D-A-N-I-S-A. And she's actually branding herself right now as we speak. She makes personalized cards, graduation cards, thank you cards, get well soon cards. So she is very specific in what she does. She's very quick, and she is awesome. So I want to um, show you that on Twitter as well. That's your surprise. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and 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 we're just—I'm just beaming. This is this is so wonderful. Ooh, great, um, great talent, smart young woman for um, taking advantage of the opportunity. And trust me, we will be repeating that and sharing this wonderful gift. So um, humbly, we, we'd like to say thank you. We're very flattered, and um, you know. Hey, seize the moment. So, Absolutely. so kudos to her for for doing that. Um, and, and that's what technology is expressive is about. Our platform is here, and and I'd like to say I'm looking at our clock as we're counting down the the last five minutes. We open our mic up to you on either side of the mic, uh, Sister Tawan, Sister Sharifa, and to all the inspired youth. We'd love to have you back. We'd love to have you on the show. Continue to send us. Tell us what you're doing. We will help to support you, help you with your brand, help you with uh, advice, whatever you need. Um, love what you're doing, um, and uh, this this is what we do. So it, it's been a, a fabulous show, and, and I just want to give both Sister Tawana, Sister Sharifa, any final words that you guys have before we close. Well, I want to say thank you as well for opening up the minds. Um, to inspire youth and my co-host, Sister Sharifa. So thank you so much for what you're doing uh, for the youth of, um, abroad. So I really appreciate all that you do, and we will come back to your show. We have different um, individuals that would like to present on your show as well. So thank you so much again. And I also want to say one final thing. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is speaking tomorrow, and he's actually in Jamaica. It's the 19th anniversary of the Million Man March. So I will tweet out the information, of course, and you see different flyers on social media that he's in Jamaica. So if you go to www.noi.org and go to the webcast, 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, you can actually watch him for free. This is Sharifa. Oh, yes, and thank you all so much. I definitely enjoyed myself. I didn't realize the time had flown by like that. She said we had less than five minutes. <laughs> so the last thing I want to add is this, Sister Tawan invited you all to tomorrow's broadcast. We also have what we call the retweet and a rewatch of the time series tonight with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You can follow Sister Tawan's timeline at Tawan, T-A-W-O-N-M, or myself at Sister Sharifa. That's Sister, the word spelled out, Sharifa, S-H-A-R-E-E. S-A-H, and we will definitely put out the link and the time for that, which is at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, so in the next hour and a half. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, again, a great show, and, and ladies, continue to do what you do, um, and uh, looking forward to all of the, the youth um, uh, very much. So I'll let David wrap it up and take it home for us. Well, uh, as, as Jacqueline mentioned, we uh, thank you all for listening in, and I hope we answered your questions uh, specifically and gave you enough to think about. 
thank you both, uh, Sister Tawana and Sharifa, for taking on this role and interviewing us. It was enjoyable, a little nervous at first, but we settled in and uh, got comfortable with it. And uh, we'll close out with my with our ending here. Um, stay tuned and listen to all of our social handles and different ways you can reach out and connect with us here at Technology Expresso. So thank you all. Thank you, everyone. And have a good rest of the day. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch. been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH Four one four one one. Thanks again, everyone, and remember: listen, learn, leverage, launch.